0: We can't do everything, we can't do nothing, but we can do something.
1: Welcome to Compassion, Courage, Consolation. Voices for St Vincent's during COVID-19. In this podcast, we're talking to people who love St Vincent's, love our staff, and love the service we provide in health and aged care. We're doing this to support our compassion for one another and those, the, those we serve, to bolster our courage in this extraordinary time. ...and to provide consolation amidst the challenges we're facing. And whilst prepared for St Vincent's, we're sharing this series with anyone who might find it helpful. If you're joining us from outside of our services, consider yourself part of the family. You're very welcome indeed. My name's Dan Fleming. I lead ethics and formation for St Vincent's. And in this episode, I'm delighted to welcome Cameron French who manages the truly wonderful Tierney House Homeless Health Service at St Vincent's Health Network, Sydney, to the podcast. Cameron, thanks so much for joining me on the show. Welcome to you.
0: Thanks for the invitation, Dan.
1: Cameron, a lot's changed in the life of our services in the last month or so. What's a normal day, and I put normal in inverted commas there, like for you today when compared to, say, six or seven weeks ago?
0: Yeah, funny. Managing Tierney House for the past eight years... um, I, I don't even have a normal day, even in, in inverted commas, funnily enough. <laughs> Literally go from zero to 100 uh, in a matter of minutes. Um, I guess it's just being a little bit more adaptable at the moment, a little bit more flexible and open to suggestions, ideas, plans, uh, brainstorming, but things to work with our population that you wouldn't normally, normally have those mm. conversations. So those conversations are taking us to places where um, we've not had to go before. Mm. That's, that's a big difference.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Cameron, Tierney House is a remarkable service and the listeners who don't yet know about it, I'll pop a link in the description of the episode so you can find out more. What are you seeing especially in the community who you care for at this time and what are their concerns and what are your concerns for them?
0: Yeah, they're concerned like all of us. Um, however... In my discussions with the people that that we serve, um, they, uh, unlike some of us who can then isolate at home and maybe have access to social media, the news outlets, and, and have a moment to dwell on the COVID nineteen pandemic, they don't have that opportunity to dwell. Mm. Um, when you're rough sleeping on the streets of Sydney, you're you're worried about where your next meal's coming from, where your next uh, where, where you're going to put your head at night. So. They might not have the time necessarily to sit and digest like the rest of the population. Um, I, I, my concerns for this population are, are many. I, I think there's a lack of education potentially for the population out there who are rough sleeping, as I say. They're not watching the 6pm news. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not checking Facebook or Instagram. They're not having an opportunity to hear it on the radio how... how Everybody's talking about it. So their, their awareness of it may be less than the general population. My other concern from a health perspective is um, the prevalence of chronic health conditions that we know uh, concerning with regards to COVID-19 that this population has. You know, we're talking the asthma. Mm. Uh, one third of the population that are experiencing homelessness experience asthma as, a, as compared to one in ten in the general population. A third of them have heart disease. Um, One in five have diabetes. These are all chronic illnesses that um, we're being told that people have should be genuinely, not concerned necessarily, but be thinking about if you have these chronic illnesses, you really need to consider self-isolating. Now, given our population can't do that and there's such a prevalence of these Chronic health concerns—that's a genuine concern for
1: me. That's extraordinary, isn't it? Because there are vulnerabilities compounding vulnerabilities, and whereas the, let's say, secure population with secure housing and so on is experiencing a level of anxiety, what you're telling me is that that this cohort doesn't even necessarily have access to the kind of information that's causing that anxiety, and Correct. that there is a compounding factor here in terms of everything else that's going on for them health-wise.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, there's the, there's the education and awareness side of things, then compounding into the health-related things, and then compounding to those people that occupy some of those public spaces on a daily basis, um, uh, potentially seeing more involvement by law enforcement mm. because there's gatherings of more than two people. Um, so it, it, it just keeps compounding, Dan.
1: Yeah, Wow. Cameron, you mentioned that you are, you've been leading Teeny House there for eight years and you've seen our mission alive in lots of remarkable ways in some very challenging situations. And what you're describing is we're now in another challenging situation and some of the very people who we were set up to serve are in this extraordinarily difficult context that you've just described to us. Thinking back over your past eight years, is there a story that comes to mind for you which holds together the themes of of this show to compassion, courage and consolation?
0: There absolutely is. And there's one gentleman that sticks in my mind who had courage uh, beyond anything I've ever seen. This is a a man who spent the greater portion of his life incarcerated from a very, very young age, um, very institutionalised, very traumatised. He, despite all of that, had such compassion, <clears throat> such compassion. This is a, a, a terribly traumatised and isolated man, um, incredibly violent existence, yet he had more compassion than me and my staff put together. He wow. he love for his fellow man, uh, despite what had been done to him, is something that motivates me. That, that's the kind of stuff that, that, that inspires me when I hear these stories, yet... I see the man that's standing before me still, still practicing humility on such a degree. Um, amazing. That, that's just one individual. And I get, I, he's, he's a very rare breed um, to come across somebody like that. I feel honored to be able to sit in his company. He's now passed, unfortunately, but I was honored to sit in his company. Um, to, to hear those those stories, the fact that he had trusted me such that he would impart some of these details of these stories, um, and that I guess uh, is the constellation part of the subject is being able to provide him comfort um, and, and reciprocal care um, and compassion. Uh, it's it's amazing. I'm very fortunate.
1: That's beautiful, Cameron. Thank you for that. And it's it's extraordinary because so much of what We've been talking about to the uh, people who have been on this show so far and, as you know, in our health and aged care services, uh, our dominant way of thinking is what, what can we do for people, for the people who are vulnerable? What are we called to do at this moment? But you've just described a remarkable story in which the very person who you're called to care for becomes your teacher and your mentor in a certain way.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I, I learn resilience and courage and compassion from those that I serve.
1: That's amazing, and would I be right to say that it's it's that kind of a context that gives you courage in moments like these and enables you to keep up your compassion for self and others?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, they they teach me humility. Humility that might not have always been present in my existence um, is is very much at the forefront of my conscious brain each day I'll come to work now. Um, I'm reminded, and this sounds like I've scripted this, but it's not. I use it very regularly when I do it. <laughs> uh, of a C.S. Lewis quote of his description of humility, is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Mm. Um, I'm also very fortunate that uh, Mary McKillop is the patron saint of homelessness, and mm. two of her quotes sticking my head regularly as I go about my daily business. Um, That being, we can't do everything, we can't do nothing, but we can do something. Um, I think that's marvellous. And then stuck on my office wall, I have her quote, uh, never see a need without doing something about it. Mm. Uh, If I keep that in my conscious brain while I'm trying to go about my work for this super vulnerable uh, population, I, I...
1: That's wonderful. Cameron, as you know, we've got health and aged care services all across the country um, and all of them are being called towards those they serve in many different vulnerable populations in in lots of different ways. Our staff are feeling the pressure of this uh, planning phase and preparatory phase and so on. You've got their ears for a a few moments. What message would you give to all of our St Vincent staff at this time?
0: Uh, especially those directly involved with patient care is to observe potentially the, 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 these patients, clients, consumers, whatever you may call them, residents, we call them here in Tierney House. Um, I'm observing courage in those that are facing much harder, much traumatic, challenging episodes than me. Um, whether that be the consumers or whether I see that in my family, um, that compels me to have courage, strength, and faith. And I, I, that's not. Meant to sound cliche, it's actually really true and poignant. And I believe if you're going to be in this service, I call it a service industry, even though it's the health industry, I I think you're compelled to have that in order that you can get up each day and and feel super motivated to go and help. Whether you're working in the dialysis department, uh, heart and lung, Kinghorn Cancer Center, or in homelessness, drug and alcohol, if we're motivated and um, can observe courage and resilience and strength in those consumers that we serve um then that will aid you to have those same sort of qualities
1: that's wonderful cameron french thank you so much for taking time out of your extraordinarily busy schedule at the moment to chat with me today
0: that's a pleasure dan thank you for the opportunity
1: you've been listening to compassion courage consolation voices for st vincent's during covid19 This podcast series has been developed by St. Vincent's Health Australia. For more information about St. Vincent's, visit www.svha.org.au. The music for this podcast comes from Kevin MacLeod. His track, Bittersweet, let us in, and you can hear his track, Touching Moments 1, now. Kevin's website is incompetech.filmmusic.io. And the music is brought to you under the Creative Commons 4.0 license. All of this information and more is provided in the text accompanying this podcast. Thanks for listening.